shit. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode number 176. Jared Scally, Alan Hegan, no Nick Quags this week. He's grinding on his other venture. Uh, he's talked about it. He's got an announcement coming with a side venture with his honey. So no, no Nick tonight. He's going to work till he sleeps at like 1 a.m. So eh, it's better we're, off. We're, we're picking up the slack for Quags. Who needs him? It's fine. I texted him that early. I said, no one needs you. It's okay. Me and Al got it. It's okay. It's fine. We're, we're two capable adults. I think we can talk about Boston sports in some capacity without you, Quag. Still love you, but I think we can yeah, handle it. We love you. I, need, I don't need you. It's just the way it works. Wow. That, that might have been a little harsh. Sheesh. I love you, buddy. I love you, buddy. I can't <laughs> wait to face you in fantasy football. Don't forget to follow the network at Couch Guys Sports, at Couch Guys Sports Podcast or Pod, whatever it is on Twitter. Just search it. It'll, it'll come up. Couch nowadays Podcast. on Twitter, nowadays on Twitter, you don't really need to know the handle anymore. If you just search the name, you're good. It pops up. I know. Or you could be like, and I hate to give him an indirect shout out here, but Ollie Martell from yep. Small State Big Takes. Whenever he shouts out Couch Guy Sports, he says, go follow Legends Lingo. He never knows the Twitter handle because it's Lingo Legends because we got locked out of it the first time. Yeah, and I'm you're just backwards. Like, well, we had to. We had Twitter. to. That was our only choice. Otherwise, we would have had to wait like three weeks for the account to get back. Doing inappropriate things on Twitter. It's unfortunate. All the other podcasts, Legend Lingo is one. Into the Triangle, another that we host together. We need to do a season-ending show. I'm, yeah. Apologies. My fault. My fault. Daddy things. Daddy yeah, days. yeah. Th- yeah, this one I'm throwing toward you. This one is your fault. Completely my fault. I'm taking blame. I have a child. I'm busy. I barely have time for Dick. Um, new store just opened. Go check it out. Al's repping. What are you? Long sleeve, short sleeve? I can't tell. Long sleeve. Long sleeve. Long sleeve. Couch guy, long sleeve. It couldn't tell the screen cuts you off there. Uh, don't, go check it out. The link's on the store. It's literally just called store. You can go there. Go right to the couchguysportshop.com. Not couchguysportsstore like Al tried to say in this video on Twitter. Brand stuff there. We, we launched a bunch of stuff. Bags, long sleeve, short sleeves, tanks, just joggers. So all seasons are repped. There's more stuff coming. Nick and I just started there. Rep the brand. Support the yep. brand. Well, we'll start. We're going to have podcast merch. You might see some other stuff pop up. Don't worry. It's just the beginning. So get some Couch Guys swag. Christmas is coming. Start your holiday shopping. Easy money. It's not a big deal. Would it be sad if I said I had the joggers on right now too? No, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, I, I've I, heard they're comfy. I don't have a pair yet. I heard they're comfy. They are so comfy. Seriously, everybody Love listening it. to this, go get a pair of joggers. They are so comfy. Love they're it. just awesome. I can wear them all the time. And if listen, you, t- you took the responsibility for Into the Triangle. I'll take responsibility for the video. I messed up the video link. But still, the message got out there. So that's all that matters. It and got I out there. It and put in the and right link. One thing I will say, and this is me, I, I put me and Nick did a lot of the store, just that's our role in the company. And the hat I wasn't sure about. I was like, let's put a hat out there. I'm not going to share how it turns out. Worst case, we just take it off. It's fire. The hat is really nice. The hat is fire. Diego, Diego has the, our yeah, writer got, got the one. And that's when I saw it, like a first picture of someone having it. Oh, he it. loves it. He absolutely fire. loves it. I didn't order one. I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to let someone else do it. We're going to see how it looks. And we're going <laughs> to tweak it. It's fire. I'm not changing a thing. It's amazing. Love it. So go check it out. Stores there. All the written content. All the great po- bloggers that were this great network was founded on. So go check it out. Um, good amount to get to tonight, Al. So we'll, um, oh, yeah. we'll, again, weekly dumps the next thing. I don't do it. Yeah, let's, like, just, let, let's just roll right into it. Like you said, there's a ton to talk about anyway. It's going to take up the whole show. Al, like last time. Again, this is a, you and me again. This is weird. Um, I like we it. might get to Red Sox at the end again into the triangle hasn't been recorded. So we do have some thoughts. We might get there. If not, 
eventually there will be a new episode out and we'll spew all of our guts out there. Um, by the way, the Astros beat the Twins today. Astros are in Twins got swept. Twins hate the playoffs. I'm just it's, convinced of it. They're cursed. They are they're a cursed, cursed franchise they, in the postseason. Yeah, the Astros couldn't get out of their own way this year, and the Twins couldn't even beat them twice. So that that's another conversation. But I just figured we'd throw that out there. Um, <laughs> Al, do you want to talk about people wanting to trade Gordon Hayward first, or do you want to talk about Patriots and Patrick Mahomes first? Let's get the bad out of the way. Let's get the Celtics out of the way because the Patriots at least they won their game this past week. See, is it bad though? We'll talk Celtics. I like that. It's funny. Celtics obviously lost in game six, had a six point lead in the fourth quarter. Again. I mean, it was a good game. Like all these games were good. Like there was no blowouts for the most part, like except when the Celtics were blowing them out and couldn't hold leads. Like that's, that's been the conversation. The heat are now playing the Lakers. You better be heat fans. If you're a Celtics fan, because LeBron James winning another title also gives the Lakers the same amount of titles the Celtics do. And if you're a Celtics fan, that should grind your gears. So go heat Jay Crowder, go get a title. Love it. Hero and his Instagram model can go have a title all he wants. I love it. <laughs> but I'm still going to say this, and I will believe it from my gut. The Celtics were the better team than the Heat. More talent, just not enough cohesiveness. I hate the fact that I'm hearing that Jason Tatum is taking leadership from Kyrie Irving. Yeah, that was like, kind of weird. Go, go the F away, dude. Just sail off to your flat earth to Brooklyn and hang out with Durant and ruin that team. Please don't touch our young stars anymore. <laughs> Thanks. But anyway, Celtics losing six. In the situation – Hindsight, yeah, it's kind of a failure because you're the better team. But mentally, they're young. They're 22, 23 years old. The core of your players are giving the ball to Tatum, a 22-year-old, to end the game because Kemba Walker was better. He, he was good at the end. It was fine. I have no problems with him. But now people are like, oh, it's the absolute collapse. At the beginning of the season, people were like, well, these Celtics aren't ready yet. Like, I know it was a long time ago, pre-pandemic, and like almost a year ago now the season started. Like, it's almost been a full year. And people are like, oh, well, it's a failure. Well, no, because back this time last year, we were saying, well, they brought in Kemba, but it's not Kyrie. We'll see how it works. But like, I don't expect them to win the championship yet. That was the conversation all year. So now why all of a sudden now is this a failure? Why all of a sudden is Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, why are we trading them all the way? Why are we restarting? Why are we firing Brad Stevens when not even a little over a year ago, not even, yeah, like about a year ago, we're all sitting here saying, well, the Celtics aren't title contenders. They're not there yet. So whatever happens this year, that's great. Kemba's a good story, but we're not going to win a title for another year or two. That was all year. And now all of a sudden, because the bubble happened and Milwaukee lost, now they, they, now it's an absolute collapse. Like, come on. I'm one to get on them because I think they should have won. They should be in the finals tonight or next Friday, whenever, because tonight would have been game seven. So I'm on them for that. But the people saying, like, let's blow it up, guys, come on. So, so here's what I'm going to say. First things first, I think, Jared, you have the right general idea. I think the Celtics are a better overall team than the Miami Heat. Talent, on paper, 100%. On paper, yep. yes. But I disagree with you with saying that they were better in this series because I thought the Heat were the better team in this series. Oh, I don't think they were a, better in the series. I'm just saying on paper they were better. Like, they're okay. the better team okay. So Okay, so we do agree. So that was a little misunderstanding on my part. That's fine. The thing that's crazy to me is this. Game six, you're up five with eight minutes left. After Jason hit him, hit a two to make it a 103-102 Heat lead with 540 left. You know what the next possessions were, Jared, for the Celtics? It was bad. You want to hear how bad they were? You got the list in front of you? I got bad. the list right here. Read it off because it was bad. Kemba Walker missed three. Jason Tatum turnover. Kemba Walker, another missed three. Jason Tatum a missed three. Marcus Smart a missed three. You see a pattern here? Jason Tatum missed technical free throw. Jalen Brown missed three. Marcus Smart missed layup. Kemba Walker turnover. 
and you got outscored in that stretch, doing the quick math on that, 22 to 11. See, you know what bugs me? And, and th- that list just spews it. When the Celtics were doing well in the series, when they were winning, when they had those big leads that they blew, it was drive, 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 play in the offense, kick it out, find the open man. And then they finally beat the zone, too. In game five, it looked like they finally figured out that Miami zone because they were attacking in the middle. Good. And then, yeah. yes, and then when they were attacking in the middle, if they were driving, then they could dish out for an open yep. three. Game five gave me the confidence, like, watching that, like, oh, okay, they, they, they Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown throwing some chairs figured it out. Like, right. they're going to they're gonna play with each other. They're going to trust each other. They're going to drive the ball. And I think they figured this out. I thought they were going to seven games after that game because – they figured it out, and then they came out and decided to start hucking threes again. It's like, what are we doing? It is. And one thing I'll say about Marcus Smart that I still hate about him, his shot selection IQ sometimes is really poor. Like, yeah. incredibly oh, poor. It's, it's frustrating, and I've been the biggest Marcus Smart defender since he got drafted. Um, number six overall is kind of high for the guy, but you wouldn't have got him if you didn't take him. But that's something that has to be fixed. But that's like, something that has to – like, yeah. And, and Danny Ainge has come out been asked this question a million times and he's like we love marcus smart for his intangibles his defense and you know what it's just something that comes with it like right and it's like but danny and, and I, I get it like it is it's like it is what it is because the worst thing for the celtics is when marcus smart gets like hot in the first quarter when he makes like three threes in the first quarter and then is like all high and mighty he's then never going to stop shooting right and that's just the way he is which is unfortunate because you have really good shooters on this team who actually need the ball in their hand like Jalen brown when they were winning the i would say the offense ran through him but he but was he a got big a, part he, of it. He was a big part of it. And he got a lot more touches. The ball cycled around. He got his opportunity. When they were losing, it was the Kemba Tatum let's huck three show with Marcus Smart involved. Like which that's all dis- it was. It was disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing, too. I think everybody as Celtics fans can agree with this statement that I'm about to put out there. So if you don't want to hear it, pause the podcast, fast forward. You fast know, forward turn like off your- 20 seconds. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the Boston Celtics had a great opportunity in front of them. They overachieved this year, Jared, because obviously last year you had Kyrie Irving and you had Al Horford and you had Marcus Morris. You, in theory, had more talent on your roster last year, but you only made it to lose in five to Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference semifinals. This year, obviously, you added Kemba Walker to replace Kyrie Irving, but let's face it. I mean, talent-wise, we're just talking talent, straight-up talent alone. Who would you rather have, Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker? Oh, talent-wise, Kyrie Irving, 100%. Yes, yes. Okay, good. Yeah. So you're going with my point. Yes, talent-wise. So when Kemba Walker He's a came to the Celtics, the Nick Wrights of the world were like, oh, my gosh, this is a catastrophe. But the thing was, you brought in Kemba Walker. You brought in a guy like Ennis Cantor to come off the bench and be a rebounding specialist for you. And then the Celtics make it back to the Eastern Conference Finals for the third time in four years. But, and here's the big but, but, you can also say, you can also say this. The Celtics blew a grand opportunity to get to the finals. You didn't have to deal with Giannis in the Eastern Conference Finals. You didn't have to deal with the Warriors coming out of the West. So you could have, you know, you played the Lakers. I don't know if you're gonna beat the Lakers, probably not, but that makes it a little easier. See, I don't think and I don't think the Heat do either. Like we don't need to no. talk about the finals, but like I don't I don't think EOS were gonna beat the Heat. Like I think the Lakers were just after the Clippers lost, I think and Doc Rivers got fired today the other day. Um the Lakers are gonna win the championship. Like, as oh, much yeah, as I want sure. the Heat and I'm praying the Heat win and, like, they do – and Eric Spolster hits all the right buttons, very underrated coach, all that stuff. Listen, Chris Broussard said it best. Congratulations to the Heat, Lakers in five. Lakers so, in five. No, that's seriously what it is. It's going to be like yeah, – the Heat exactly. will get a game. The Heat will get yes. a game. It's going to be the easiest championship LeBron's ever won. Hopefully. And 
That's Hopefully. it. Like, I mean, we were saying this also about LeBron in 11 when he had Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, and they were playing the Dallas Mavericks. But look what happened there. But anyways. That's how the Heat are going to win, by the way. Just watch that tape. Just watch the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> Very true. Very true. But this was an opportunity blown by the Celtics. They had it. They had a red carpet treatment in front of them. All they had to do was finish it. Game one and game two, you had double-digit leads in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. You couldn't hold those. And that is the sign of a young team that's still trying to figure out. Now, here's one thing, and this may be an uncommon opinion, Jared, but I don't care. I think this is 100% true. I think I know where you're going. If Brad Stevens does not get the Celtics back to at least the Eastern Conference Finals next year, he is at least on the hot seat. At least on the hot seat. And if it, I would even go to say this. If you made it to the first round and you got swept or something like that, there's even a possibility that Brad Stevens could be fired. It, it, it has to be it's at least be entertained. very hard to get him fired. Well, I mean, think about this. He's been with the team. Go ahead. No, go ahead. All all I was going to say was, what year has this been for him? I think this was his seventh year. I think. Seventh year. It's either his sixth or seventh year. Obviously, he inherited a crap team when they first got, because obviously that was the post-KG and Paul Pierce trade. His first year, they won like no games. Yeah, they won like 34 games. But then obviously. smart. Yeah, that's true. So. The thing is, he's been with the Celtics for a while now, and I think Brad Stevens is a very good head coach. He's a yep. top-level NBA coach. Some other couch guy writers don't think that, and I don't agree with them, but whatever. Let them have their opinions on that. He's a little overrated. Like, I think he's a really good coach. In what sense, he, though? In what sense are you saying he's overrated? People, people put him in, like, the Popovich level, at, like, by default, and Greg Popovich is like Bill Belichick. Oh, like, yeah. There's no, I, that's it. Like, he's the great, Popovich is probably the greatest basketball coach of all time. Stevens, you could put in the top ten. I think you put oh, top. I mean, that's NBA not coach. saying that's not hard to do. The NBA coaching pool is not good. Now, like, what do you think about one top of the top? Five? One of the top five. One of the top five coaches just got fired from the Clippers. This is so, true. and he's probably like, going to end up with the 76ers. Which I would scary. love. I Let's would love go. it, but I'd also hate it because I'd have. I mean, to one, I mean, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, or Embiid are going to get traded, so it doesn't even matter. They're not going to be good enough to beat the Celtics next year. Hope look, so. look, Brad Stevens is a really good coach. He might be in the top five because, again, if you look around the NBA. I think he's a better coach than Nick Nurse. I think he's a better coach than Billy Donovan. I think he's a better coach than, or maybe one A to one B to Eric Spolstra, a give and take. Like, I think Eric Spolstra outcoached him this series, but they're pretty dang close. And like, that's, and so Eric Spolstra's top five, which he is, isn't Brad Stevens a top five coach in the NBA? And again, who are you going to, who are you going to hire? D'Antoni? Are you going to bring in a Steve Nash type to come coach and, these guys? Like, no. And that's I mean, what Celtics fans are missing. They're missing the whole point. If you want to fire Brad Stevens right away, great. Who are you going to bring in to replace yeah, him that's that, going to be that's better, the like you just said? One of the things with the NBA, we all know it's a player's league. Yep. But there are a few coaches, handful, those top five coaches, who actually get the respect of the players that they can actually coach. Yes. Like, does Mike D'Antoni really coach? No. James Harden just threw him around like a little puppet. <laughs> is Steve Nash going to coach? Absolutely not. Kyrie Irving's just going to chew him up and spit him out. That's it. Right. Top five coaches in the NBA are the ones who have the respect enough to like draw plays and coach and all this stuff. That's it. So if right. you fire Brad Stevens, who are you bringing in? Who are you bringing is, in? No, nobody of nobody that I think is as good as Stevens in the position he's in right now. And one thing, just transitioning, still Celtics mm-hmm. related. People are saying that Marcus Smart should be traded. And Fiesta brought this up on Legends Lingo last night when we recorded. So we're recording on September 30th. 
we recorded Legends Lingo September 29th. Fiesta brought up and said, maybe for the money-wise, his ceiling can't be any higher. I get what you're saying, and I'm not saying that's wrong because maybe his ceiling won't be higher. But Marcus Smart is the, just the type of leader that you need in that locker room right now because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown aren't Are at that be? level yeah. as far as leadership goes. I'm not talking yeah. talent. Yep. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, clearly more talented than Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart does a lot of good things. But talent-wise, I'd rather have Tatum and Brown, but they're not ready yep. to have that leadership alpha dog role yet. Yeah, like I said, they, ju- they just don't have it, and you've seen that. You see yeah. it all the time. I've been a Marcus Smarter supporter since day one when they had Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas, and people were calling for Marcus Smart to be let go and not traded and not re-signed and all this stuff, and I dug my heels in. But right now, he might be part of the problem because – Last year when Kyrie was here, we just kind of put everything on Kyrie. You're a weird dude. You're, you're kind of not leading us in the right direction. Clearly, Jason Tatum likes him. It was really just Jalen Brown that clearly had a problem with him. But there's something else going on there now that we find. Now, this chair-throwing thing a- after that game could have been nothing. They, they clearly got along long enough to play, and they're all hugging and whatever, but like they could just say that. Again. There clearly is still a rift in this locker room. Marcus Smart is yelling and all this stuff. And now I don't think this is a big enough issue to let him go. So I'm not saying trade him, but like it's a question to be asked. Is Marcus Smart an issue? Is he, does he want to be too much of a leader and still have that alpha dog mentality of if I'm hot, I'm taking the shot? Because he's not that player. We've talked about that, right? Like he's not that player. If you're hot, great. Take a couple threes when you're open, but like give it to Jason Tatum. Give it, to, let Gordon Hayward bring the ball up when he's in. He's a great playmaker. Let him bring the ball. Only shoot it, like you said, only shoot it when it's an open. Within break. the offense. Within the right. offense. Yep. And I'm fine now, with that. Like he's, his shooting got a lot better. I get it. It has. I only trade Marcus Smart if it's like ideally needed. Like if it's like absolutely needed to get a deal done that we're all for. Like if it's time I brought Giannis to Boston. Just hypothetical. Not gonna right, happen. of course. Not then you do course. it. You trade him. You trade Jalen okay. Brown and Marcus Smart and Gordon Hayward to get Giannis. You do that. Giannis, Tatum, Kemba. That wins, you, that wins you a title. So here's an interesting trade hypothetical that was brought up. Gordon Hayward's in the last year of his deal. More than likely, he's going to opt in because okay. he's not getting thirty-two to thirty-four million dollars anywhere else. But he's got a new kid a to little, support. GT. Here's a little question: The Indiana Pacers—they're a team that's going to be on the decline because two of their biggest stars, two of their better players, they want out. So, do you maybe call up Indiana? see what it would take to bring a Miles Turner and maybe even a Victor Oladipo to Boston. I just don't trade Gordon Hayward. Like I'm everyone for, for like, those oh. two, but wait a minute for Old those two. Rental, okay. Oladipo's a year. Cause you can't afford to pay him after that year. So you, you're what about Miles Turner? What about Miles really Turner? It takes care is, of rebounding. Yeah. But like, is he really the answer? Like he's trading a Gordon Hayward is trading Gordon Hayward and taking Gordon Hayward off this team. We saw how good Gordon Hayward was this year. Uh, I just called you Nick Al. I don't care. It's, it's habit. That's Look, good. we saw how good Gordon Hayward was this year. I preached that, you know, he's back. He's back. And if he didn't get hurt in the Sixers series, he would have looked really damn good in the playoffs. And everyone's like, oh, he looked like crap against the Heat. He probably should have played. Probably not. Like he, he came back because they were down 0-2. Like, right. he shouldn't have played game three. If, they, if it was like, one-to-one, if they had won game one or game two, they probably played. would have tried to extend him out as much as they could. Yeah, he wasn't healthy. He's not 100%. So let's not judge him off the playoffs when he just busted his ankle. Now, granted, injury prone, yes, hundred percent. Yes, can't get, can't stand on his own two feet. But talent wise, I'm still taking Gordon Hayward. The, no, and what you, what you need to do 
is ship these guys you're falling in love with, Danny Angel, this all the time, Romeo Langford. And I love Romeo Langford. Romeo Langford, Carson Edwards, for the love of God, can we stop giving the ball to Shemi Ojale? Like, <laughs> like, those guys still have value to other teams who are rebuilding. Like, someone would take Romeo Langford as their future point guard. Yes. Like, someone would take him. I think he could be the future point guard of this team if he stays. So, like, someone would put value on Romeo Langford, Carson Edwards. Um, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Tremont Waters. Waters, thank yep. you. Just and won Tremont the uh, MVP of the G League. Yep. So, like, that kid's good. That's and value. I've been, and I've been saying, too, Carson Edwards especially. Carson Edwards is a spot-up shooter, and he's oh, a yeah. good shooter, kid. too. He was a great shooter at Purdue. So, kid you know what? Shoot. If you can bring him in a trade package, send him off somewhere to get a better piece, why not do it? Now, the Hayward thing, that was just a hypothetical. If I had to choose my way, you probably roll with Hayward for one more year, and then you say goodbye to him after that. Everyone's defaulting to just be like, oh, trade Hayward. He can help you win a title next year. He can, but if you have to make a move to try to get better and try to get more pieces, you trade Hayward the just kids. makes the most sense. No, Hayward the make, but Hayward makes the most sense because of the money situation. Yeah, but are they really getting rid of $32 they, million dollars off, your, off your payroll. Are they going to trade him? I don't think – I do not think they're going to. I really is don't. Brad gonna, I don't. Is Brad going to let Danny trade him? No, I don't think Gordon Hayward's going anywhere. Again, it's fun to talk about hypotheticals, especially a couple days after the season's over. When yeah, the thing fans. with Gordon Hayward, Al, the thing with Gordon Hayward is they want to justify the contract. Danny yes. Age is sitting here going, we just paid you a boat ton of money a few years ago. You got a raw end of the stick your first year here. You could have – imagine if he didn't get hurt, the whole Kyrie Irving thing could have been different because they would have played together all year. So, yeah. like, that whole thing could have been different. Kyrie Irving could still be here if Gordon Hayward didn't get hurt. Like – that, that injury five seconds into the game against Cleveland like altered the Kyrie Irving era, in my opinion. They want to justify the deal. Remember the Kyrie Irving press conference with Hayward when Hayward signed? And oh, I remember. Signed? I put I put it up on Facebook. I was so excited turn, for it. Turn to his left and goes, this is going to be crazy, G. Oh, yeah. Kyrie Irving, wanted to, Kyrie Irving wanted to play with Gordon Hayward. He was stoked. They tried to play together in Cleveland, but then they brought LeBron back because LeBron wanted to come home. Poor LeBron couldn't wanted to come home and win a title for Cleveland, and then left again <laughs> to go to Laker to go to La La Land. Oh my God, what a baby LeBron is! I pray he loses a series. He's he's, he's getting his fourth title. God, I know. I know, and I hate LeBron. I know, but he's he's getting God. his fourth title. Let him get his fourth title. Who cares? You no, know I want the Heat to win. How do you want Donis Haslam. Donis Haslam. Still on the Heat. I can't believe away I'm say old this. Man Haslam. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I wouldn't even mind seeing Jimmy Butler win a title. Oh, I would love to see Jimmy Butler win a title. But you know why? Biggest reason why? Giant F you to the Sixers for paying the wrong guy. Very, very, very true. And Duncan Robinson, everybody from around here. Oh, yeah. Duncan Robinson. Love yeah, Williams College, the Williams College wonder. Love it. I'm a big I'm a big, I'm a big, big hero guy, to be honest. It pissed me off in the series because they couldn't yeah. stop miss, hitting them. I love hero. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. No, I, but, I respect Tyler Harrow, too. He's a good player. Ball. He balls. Tobias Harris should not have been paid over Jimmy Butler. And the Sixers missed Jimmy Butler. That, that, that's the key. Imagine Doc Rivers coaching Jimmy Butler. Like, if, if, uh, like that would have been fun. Now, but I, I just, think, full of transparency, I think I love Jimmy Butler and the Heat are a perfect match. Like, yes. him and Dwayne Wade are boys, so he's always around. Him and Spolster clearly get along. And it's just, like, it's a good fit. He's not have to be the guy, like, Drogic can score. All, like, Kelly Olenek's probably in his jock strap all the time. Like, it's just the best fit for him. <laughs> Guys, uh, Kelly Olenek could win an NBA title, and it's just the most beautiful thing in the world. Jared, um, I, just got, I just got sad. Why? Because I just realized if it wasn't for a coin flip 
the Celtics would have had Tyler Harrow. Yeah. That's I just got sad thinking about that. Celtics should have had Tyler Harrow. Imagine, imagine him here. Oh my He's in Miami. He belongs in Miami though. Come on. Like, yeah. Tyler, Tyler. I mean, he was wearing a Miami jersey when he was younger. It makes it makes too much sense. The coin flip was meant to happen. He belongs in Miami. He's not a Boston kid. No, he's not. But oh, all still right. would love to have him. Boston Celtics, season over. Who knows when the season's going to start? Who knows? Same with the NHL. Tampa Bay won the cup. No, hey, listen, I, I can't yet. wait for the next Celtics season already. I can't wait for next year. There's a lot going to happen between now and then. The draft still has to happen. They're having conversations. They have that 14th pick. Do they trade it? Do they keep it? I think they should trade it. But they won't. But they won't because Danny loves his assets and loves his picks. Uh, but if you trade that pick with some of those young talent players that you have, hello, hello. I also heard that Gort, if you trade, you could also pull off potentially trading um, for the second pick for, from Golden State, grabbing that pick and taking one of those top talents. You know who's drafted? You know who's projected to go second? Uh, LaMelo Ball? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Do you want Mr. Ball here? No. No, thank no you. I don't. Quags might. I would hope that, I'd hope that Minnesota would screw up, and then you could take the kid that was at Memphis, James Wiseman. <sighs> Wiseman's going to be good. Um, and I wouldn't trade up. This draft's not great. But if someone wants to take 14 off your hands um, and trade some young talent, I'm all for it. That's what they should do. But they won't. They'll make the pick. So, Danny Ainge, this is the big offseason for you, big guy. Um, go, you, go get you, a shooter. You, you, go get salvage, a shooter. you salvage the Kyrie Irving fail, which I, I don't regret him doing. You trade for Kyrie Irving every single time. Like, you make that trade. Because, again, Gordon Hayward getting hurt, might, not getting hurt might have turned the whole tide. So, you trade Isaiah Thomas in that package for Kyrie Irving 10 times out of 10. Easy, easy money. They made, he made a Nike commercial about putting his number in the rafters. He wanted to be here, people. He wanted to be here. He was excited. He wanted to play with G and Gordon Hayward. He wanted to. He he wanted to be here. And then he left. And then he said, "F everybody, I'm out." And Goodbye, then, Boston. I'm not going to miss you. Imagine if him and Durant played here. Whew. Oh, God. Don't don't give me like false. Hope I put that in my head. head. I think about that. I'm like, what if Durant came here? Jared, are you trying to like upset all of the fans that remember listen to when, this? Remember when the Celtics ownership brought Kelly Olynyk alongside Tom Brady to try to convince Kevin Durant to come to Boston? I will never understand why that that Kelly Olynyk had to be Tom your representative. Brady? Sure, yes, quarterback of all time. The guy is still playing in in in, in the Boston. Sure, bring David Ortiz. Like get him to come. Like yes, bring get Paul Pierce to come. Why yes. are we bringing Kelly Olynyk? I never got that. That's we'll a mystery up. that will go unsolved. But, I mean, hey, if he wins the title, NBA champion, Kelly Linick. Uh, so, let's see what they're doing. All right, let's move on. Sheesh. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about the Patriots. But before we do, Al, fantasy football draft season is upon us. Uh-huh. And really, the season's upon us because we're in. People are getting suspended for masks. People are – games are getting suspended for getting – positive test for covid but it is very possible because of the quarantine and if you're quarantining that you have zeke's haircut in your pants al that's why your partners at manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving your balls the same way you like to gamble on football when it comes to men's hygiene manscaped is as good as safe as christian mccaffrey in a ppr league gosh should have changed that man yikes change that to alvin Dude. kamara maybe uh zeke zeke elliott there we go zeke hey, elliott. there you go there you go the, the lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of the beautiful ceramic blade and the skin safe technology. No nicks and snags will be reduced. Those things will be reduced. Like Nick talks about it all the time. He nipped himself with scissors because he's an idiot kid who going through puberty and didn't know how to do it himself. 
It's the perfect protection needed for that franchise quarterback of yours. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof with an LED light on the go. It's game chart. It's a game changer. Also comes with a little charger. It sits in. Talk about it all the time. It, if you leave it in the bathroom, plugged in on the charger, I promise you guys you'll clean more often. It stares you in the face. It guilts you, Al, into trimming the boys downstairs. And they just also released the Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. No one likes an ungroomed set of feet, fingers, and most importantly, balls, your testicles. That's why they have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Their Perfect Package 3.0 comes with a new and improved lawnmower performance boxer briefs. They're great. And a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining and some other liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. I'm a fan of both. They're great after the shower. Keep them in the travel bag, and you'll take them on those hotel trips whenever we can get out of quarantine again. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your balls sticking to your leg or smelling like rotten eggs. The Crop Reviver, great as well as a spray-on toner for your balls. So check those both out, too. For a limited time, so subscribers get not one, not one L, but two, two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Great on the golf course, great working out. Uh, great walking around the house because you're bored, stuck at home. Anti-chafing, they're great. You get 20% off right now and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20. Again, COUCHGUY20. You get 20% off, free shipping, COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping. Again, manscaped.com, COUCHGUY20, the code. Uh, we talk about them every week. They're just amazing. And we do too. They're a great company, great products. Yeah. Great product, great company. Apparently, my kid's name should be should have been named Manscaped again. Uh, yeah, that's you got to ask Quags about that one. I, I, Quags, uh, she's not. Her name's Eliana. Get over it. Great name, Eliana Blaze. Great name. Thank you, thank great you. Name. Yeah, all all my wife. All right, let's talk about the boys. Let's talk about the Patriots. Let's talk a little talk, football. The only talk the Pats, team. kid. Let's talk the Pats. Let's go, Bray. Oh, oh, no. Right. Let's go, Cam. There you go. Let's go, Cam. Guys, I love Cam Newton. I'm all in. This is great. It's so much fun to watch. I, even their loss. Like, the, they're, they're, they should be 3-0. They very well could be 3-0. Should be 3-0. We talked about the play calling on the goal line against Seahawks. Still a phenomenal game against what people consider a Super Bowl contender. So, like, Patriots are a good team. I think people are finally seeing it. Before we get to the... The big game this week, another benchmark game. Going to Arrowhead. Thank God there's not going to be a ton of fans there. There will be fans. They have they have fans there, but there won't be a ton. So that's fine. That goes away. You're playing on the road. Still a problem. Last week against the Oakland, just kidding, the Las Vegas Raiders. Aha, I see what you did there. That was funny. The Las Vegas Raiders. Um, people consider the Ra- Ra- Raiders a good team this year. I do. I think they're a good team. Patriots handled them pretty well. Do you consider it a statement win? Let's start there, Al. Do you consider this a statement win by basically thrashing the Raiders? It is a little bit because obviously it adds to the Patriots' narrative that they come up big in games after a loss. So obviously they have a crushing defeat in Seattle. And people, including myself, said they had to win this game. I consider this a must-win game. Because oh, obviously... You would, one and, you would have been one and three. You, you, you're, one in, you're one and two going into Kansas City. So you needed yeah. to win this game. I will say this. The Raiders made a lot of mistakes. I mean, mm-hmm. fourth and two, you pu- pulling a neutral zone fraction to keep a Patriots drive alive. Granted, the Patriots didn't do anything after that. But still, it's mistakes like that. A lot of penalties for the Raiders. A lot of turnovers. Like you, Derek Carr fumbling in your own yep. end zone, giving the Patriots a free touchdown. 
I mean, there were a lot of mistakes, but I will say this. The defense did look pretty good. The running game, obviously very, very strong. Rex Burkhead, three touchdowns. Sony Michelle, by the way, Jared, funny story for you. Mm-hmm. Before the Pats game, I went to Dick's Sporting Goods with my girlfriend, Courtney. We went to get Patriot shirts because I'm like, hey, honey, I'm going to buy you a Patriot shirt because, you know, oh. I want you to wear one when we watch football together. I want to make you like my little sidekick. So I'm going to put you, I'm going to dress you up. No, she's not shirt. a sidekick. No, she's the best. But she's like a dog. So she's going to go buy you a no, shirt. Jared, she's going to listen to this. No. Oh, Al. She's not okay. A, you're, you're, you're such a jerk. But <laughs> well, so we get there. There's one jersey that was in an XL. Sony Michelle. It was Sony Michelle, and sure enough, Sony Michelle nine carries, 117 yards. Did you buy the jersey? Did you buy the Sony Michelle? I bought jersey? the shirt. Not not a jersey. It was a t-shirt. Oh, it was a, okay. That makes, me feel, that makes me feel a little better. I'm like, you bought a Sony Michelle jersey? No, it, no, Ballsy. t-shirt, t-shirt. Like buying but, a, hey, it's buying a Sony Gray jersey right there. That's what that's doing. <laughs> wow. Hey he, hey, he performed. That's all we care about. But getting back to it for real, the running game looked good. Cam, not the greatest game. 17 for 28, 162 yards. TD in a pick, but it, Hey, who cares? You won the game. I will say this, unless are you going to segue into the chiefs game? Cause I'll, I'll save it. If you go want ahead. me to say, no, it. go ahead. So here's the thing with the chiefs game. And I said this on legends lingo, and I'm going to say it again. And I really am probably going to regret saying this, but I think it's just going to happen. I think this is going to be the worst game the Patriots play all year. And I think it's going to be a blowout for Kansas city. I really do. Well, I think see, it's just I'm the gonna, opposite. See, it's it, see, and I figured you would be, but that's gonna, it's going to be the one game all year where we're like, wow, they looked terrible in all assets of the game. Offense, defense, special teams, everything. And then it's going to set you up for a really good run because guess what, Jared? After you play Kansas City, you play Denver at home, which is probably a win. Oh, yeah, they're hurt. They're, week. Str- they're hurt, yep. Yep, you have a bye week, and then you have – if I'm correct, is there bye week six. after De- is there bye week after Denver? The bye week is after Denver. Oh, I know that for a fact. Yeah, week six, and then after that, you have San Francisco at home, but San Francisco's beat up, mm-hmm. and then you still have to play the Jets twice. You still have, <laughs> to, play the, still have to play the Cardinals, who just lost to the Lions. You still, you still have, have to play two the, games against the Jets. I know, and you still have oh, to play the Buffalo Bills, who oh, Josh Allen's you're looking gonna, good. You're gonna, you're gonna beat the Bills. You should beat the Bills. You should. Until you should the, split the Bills. Sorry, you should split with the Bills. Yes, go one on one at least. But even so, the Bills have to prove to me that they can win a game. They couldn't win at home. They almost beat the Patriots on the road last year. But the point yep. I'm trying to make is this Kansas City game, it's going to be – I think it's going to be rough. Yep. But you get the bad game out of the way early. You want to know why I'm not afraid of the Bills? The yep. Bills or the Chiefs? Are we talking the Bills yep. for a second? Bills right now. Side note. You know why I'm yeah, – I'm not afraid of the Bills yet. They went – they're 3-0, right? Patriots are 2-1. and Great. You want to know who the Bills beat? The Rams, and they almost lost. The Jets? The Jets, yeah. Jets suck. Yes. The Dolphins. Dolphins are Dolphins bad, too. Dolphins suck. The Rams. You almost you blew a 28-3 lead. Sound familiar? Sound uh, familiar? The, does their name rhyme with Smolanta Talkins? They also suck. Put up a lot of points. If you have any of them on fantasy, it's great, but they suck as a team. Um, that's it. There's Reno because they, they play two crap bag teams, which we all know suck because the AFC sucks usually. And then you play a Rams team who is pretty decent, but not really there. Like they're not, they're kind of in the middle this year, I think. And you almost lost. You almost lost. You almost gave, you handed almost, if, if you're a legit contender 
The Patriots don't do that. If the Patriots are up 23, they win the game. I don't care if Tom Brady's your quarterback or Cam Newton. This year, if the Patriots have a 28-3 to lead when they play the Rams, they're not going to give it up because they have to play the Rams this year. They're playing the Rams. The Bills are not legit until they beat the Patriots. I'm sorry. but I, like That's exactly what I'm saying. Same exact like, thing. I, everyone's like, oh, the Bills are three, and oh, they look phenomenal. Josh Allen's the GOAT. They're going to smack the Patriots to the division. Patriots have played two legit teams, one really good one than the Seahawks, and it probably should be 3-0. Now they have to play the Chiefs, and then the, the Bills are going to play the Raiders this week, which they'll probably beat them. So, like, the, the Bills are going to be 4-0. There's a good chance the Patriots are going to be 2-2. Two two. So you wait for it now. After this week, everyone's going to go, oh, it's over. The Bills have the division. Bleh. No. Patriots still haven't played the Jets at all. Nope. Haven't played the Bills at all. Nope. And you know who the Bills haven't played yet? Who haven't they played yet? The Chiefs. Isn't that game in Kansas City, too? That game's in Kansas City, I think. So, do you know what? I'm sorry for all you Josh Allen supporters, for all you Buffalo Bill honks. <laughs> so small, so small state big takes. I don't know if they're Bill honks. They're Patriot fans. No, they're 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 Josh, they're, they're, they're Josh Allen guys. They'll defend Josh Allen yeah. to the grave, which I respect them for it. They, I will admit to him. Guns. I admitted this on Twitter. I'm coming around. Like he looked good, but I cannot give you any credit to be a Buffalo Bills supporter. If you are, I know they're not until they do something legit, win the division, beat the Patriots, oh. take down the Kings. So that game's in Buffalo. We were wrong. Eh, well, there's no fans. It doesn't really matter anyway. That's um, true. Very true. Look, if, if the NFL even still exists, by and, it's, knows with all and it's a Thursday night game. Oh, then the Chiefs destroy them <laughs> on a short week. God, no. Chiefs are too good. They'll win that game. Chiefs game. I'm done trashing the Buffalo Bills. They're come to me when the Patriots beat when they lose to the Patriots. When they beat the Patriots, then I'll talk to you. This game this weekend now, who, who, it's not. It it could be ugly. You're right. It could be ugly. But it's just so far fetched. Look, this Patriots team's good. You're all getting James White back. He was at practice today. He's going to be and playing. Damian Harris. Damian Harris is off IR. Gunnar Olszewski is off IR. He, him and Cam had some good chemistry in training camp. I know it's training camp, but still, it's another target. James White is big. Damian Harris and J.J. Taylor could take over the backfield. Sonny Michelle looks good. Like, you have a ton of weapons now in the backfield. Plus, your receivers are working. Nikhil Harry, defense looks good. Gilmore, man, but, like, I, I really do think he's going to be fine. To me, this screams like this. Chiefs think they're fine because Mahomes just thinks he's always disrespected, and they, but they, they know they're good, and they think they're going to win. Bill Belichick and Cam Newton come into Arrowhead and, and win this game. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty convinced of that. Now, is it going to be an easy game? Heck no. Patrick Mahomes just basically torched the best defense in the league for the fun of it on Monday Night Football. Everyone picked the Ravens to win that game. But this weekend, the way you win is your backfield has to be phenomenal. You have to work the screen game, which hasn't been great. You can get a little better. But Cam just needs to be Cam. Defense needs to play the way they've played. They've been good. The, the defense has been pretty solid for the most part. Again, except against the Seahawks, but that team is just filthy. Obviously, the Chiefs are better. If the, if the Patriots defense can hold some ground and Cam can be Cam, I think you can squeak this game out. Now, if it comes down to a kick, you ain't winning because Nick Folk sucks. Uh, unless, but, unless, unless it's 35 yards, like PFT commenter, Mr. 35. Yeah, then fine. Sure. 
I do think there's a legitimate shot they win this game on Sunday because that no one else wants them. They're like the big they're like the biggest dogs they've been in a very long time. They're like seven and a half point underdogs, something like that. That's insane. Al, am I crazy to think they might actually pull this off? Yes. They yes, might do it. Are. If they lose, you're in your world. If they lose, is two and two a terrible start? No, because it's a, it was what was expected. Like we went through, and I know you guys did the same thing. You went through the schedule, and you said the first five weeks before the bye, you beat Miami, you probably lose to Seattle, you beat Las Vegas, you probably lose to Kansas City, you beat Denver, beat and then you go into the you bye week three yeah. and two. You beat Denver. Yep, hundred percent. And then you come like, out of the bye week and play the Jets. Like so it's, it's expected. It's yeah. expected. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure it's San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco and Jets. Excuse me. Yeah. Now, like that San Francisco game looks a lot easier. That's another win that I wasn't expecting, probably because right. they looked really good. So, like, if they win that game, that's another one. Look, we all know the Chiefs are the class of the AFC. I'm sorry, they're better than Baltimore. Yes, they are. They are. If they play their game, they they should go back to the Super Bowl, and there's a good chance they win another one. Like, they are just really good. It's probably going to be a Pat, Patty Mahomes, Tom Brady Super Bowl. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Them are the Seahawks. But anyway, this weekend. Don't go crazy over the outcome. If they win, don't get too high about it. If they lose, don't freak out. It's the Chiefs. They're a good team. No, 425, great. Dude, the Patriots got flexed. The Denver game got flexed 425. I know. I saw that. I wasn't too Cam happy Newton about is that. A, Cam Newton is a show. This is The true. league wants to watch Cam, wants to watch the post-Brady era. The Patriots are relevant. They're good. They're, they're I think, fun. I, I think they're fun. They're a contender. I legit think they're a contender. Like people are like, oh well, they're like they're like one B to one A for Mahomes. Like they're not the same class. They're not the same class, but they're pretty dang close. Don't you also want to know what Cam Newton and uh, Nikhil Harry were talking about on the sideline when Cam slithered down? Oh, and the sl- I want to know. He probably on the way down, he went, oh, doe boy, and just slid. Like <laughs> uh, the relationship they have is crazy, and and the relationship they have is important to what the future holds and winning, right? Like. If Nikhil Harry can come out and be big for them, that makes it even better because no one's been expecting anything from Nikhil Harry. Right. But I digress. Al, winning season has returned yes. at my bookie. At my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers around. At my bookie, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. You can rejoice. The NFL has returned. Hope it's not going away. That means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes, maybe even on a Tuesday next week because Tennessee's game got postponed. Get in on the action. Use promo code COUCH and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the, bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win. Again, use our promo code COUCH and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today. Guys, at my bookie, check them out. Again, promo code COUCH, friends of the show during football season. Um, my bookie, good stuff. Go win some money. Don't bet on the Titans game happening this week. Because it's probably not going to happen until Tuesday. I picked up Steven Gostkowski as a new kicker. and then I, the, How do you feel about that? I mean, I, I want them to play because he's kicking well. Very true. But, like, does the game if they play on Tuesday, does it count? I asked that on Twitter. If they play on Tuesday, does it count? Like, are they going to, is the ESPN app going to like pause everything and wait for Tuesday? Because the 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 league just, leagues just reset on Tuesday. So like. Very true. How's that work? By the way, 
I want to segue into something a little different for a second. Oh, Lord. I think it's funny that Nick Qualia does not come on the podcast the week after he loses his first fantasy football matchup of the season in our Couch Guy Sports Fantasy League. Took the L, and he can't handle it. He took a big L. So for anybody that wants updates, here are the standings right now after three weeks. Fred O'Brien, the Sharks, leading the way with a 3-0 record. We have a five-way tie for second at 2-1 and one between Nick Qualia, Ollie Jeha, myself, Brent Buckley, and Diego Galvis. We're all 2-1. and one. Jared Scally and Mike Gilligan. Creeping up, they're 1-2. and two. I've never got, I haven't gotten blown out. You have. I've, I've lost some close matchups. This is true. Freaking Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Wasn't even and then, on them. Mm. and then Connor Ryan, which Connor Ryan surprises me that he's zero three because I saw his team. His team's pretty good. good Just needs good to get team. healthy. Yeah, good team. And Powder is zero three. Oh, I'm so, going to be in the playoffs. I'm going to make playoffs. So the matchups this week, honestly, the matchups this week are going to be interesting because. I'm taking on Gilly. Connor's It'll taking on Powder. So somebody's, somebody's going to win a game, hopefully, or it could be like yeah. the Bengals tie. and the Eagles. Yeah, it could end up like the Bengals and the Eagles. Heavyweight matchup. Waleed against Quags. So Quags could lose two in a row, potentially. I take, well, I take the commish. Put money on Waleed. Go to my bookie. Waleed, take the money line. Kidding. Yeah. Can't do that. No. But so use promo code couch, my bookie. Another good matchup, Fred and Brent. 3-0 against 2-1. Will Fred stay undefeated after another week? We'll see. Yes. And then finally, our own Jared Scally taking on Diego Galvis. I think that's going to be a pretty good matchup. I'm sick of these close matchups. Like, I keep losing, like, no – no, like, the, I lost by what? Like, six? Like, five? I'm yeah. over-losing close games, Diego. I am coming for that ass. I'm coming Ooh. for you. Ooh. You know who but. I just traded? I just made a trade. I made a trade this week. Who did you trade with? Diego. Oh, gosh. What was the trade? Let's pull it up. Let's go look at it. I got it right here. I needed a quarterback. And for anybody that wants a recap, Mike Gilligan has been writing recaps Phenomenal every week. content. Phenomenal. Go check it out. CouchGuysports.com. My apps. Oh, there it is. There we go. ESPN app sometimes is slow. They're annoying. I traded. Let's, let's pull up the trade here. Trade machine. There we go. I tried away. I tried, traded away Miles Gaskin. He needed a running back. I didn't need him. I picked up Matt Ryan, got myself a legit quarterback. Mm. One for one, simple deal. I offered him initially A.J. Brown because he's hurt. I don't need him. He needed, an, he needed an immediate impact. I was like, you know what, Miles Gaskin, you can have him. He said him or Dick or Mixon, and I'm like, I'm not ready to give up on Mr. Mixon yet. So Miles Gaskin, Matt Ryan, one for one. My quarterback would, would have been big bet if not, and I, Matt Ryan just had a phenomenal year. Needed myself a quarterback. I need Clyde Edmonds-Hilaire to actually go off against the Patriots, so hopefully he does. But, yeah, made a trade. Getting into the action. Got to change it up. Pretty incredible. Picked up the Rams defense. Picked up the Rams defense because they're playing the Giants. Streaming the Rams this weekend. Big-time Rams. Again, couchguysports.com if you want to check out what's the latest with our fantasy football league every week. Yeah, the the Couch Guy Sports Fantasy League has been – it's been fun. I was talking to Quags about it, actually little side texting and it's very competitive. A lot of trash talking. Absolutely love it. It's so much fun. So much fun. Absolutely enjoy it. So keep an eye on the content. Good blog recaps from Gilly. It's a great league to be, to follow along. Uh, 
got a little heist, uh, feisty. People were complaining about it. it was only a 10-team league and people didn't get invites. Get over it. We'll expand it next year. If, if we have to, we'll make another league. Oh, we can go to 14 teams before we make another league. Come on now. 14-team leagues make it challenging. We're sports people. We should be able to do it. Who was still complaining is my question. There's people out there. Don't worry about it. I, I, think, I think I know who they are. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All right. Quickly, because I do want to bring it up. Ron Radke. Because who knows when we're going to record into the Triangle Podcast. So, <laughs> Probably in about two years. Yeah, just maybe next week. <laughs> maybe this weekend, actually. I don't know how your teaching schedule looks for the rest of the week. but um, Ron Radke, no longer the manager of Red Sox. Now we're not surprised nope. at all. They basically said, we appreciate him for what he was this year. He was the scapegoat. Like yep. the sacrificial he was lamb. He was, they knew he was going to be bad. He's not going to come. He's probably not even going to be back in the organization. Like he's just gone. Next manager is the question. Do they actually do it and bring Alex Cora back? We all knew they were going to be looking for a manager. Like there was no way Renicky was going to be the manager of the 2021 Red Sox. Like just, just no, if they were, if he was, I'm out. Like that, that there's no way. I, I think Heyman had a tweet. John Heyman had a tweet that said Red Sox highly likely to at least interview Alex Cora. It would be idiotic to not bring him back. Someone wrote that actually. Some, I forget who it was locally. I think, was it Tomasi? I don't remember. Someone surprise, wrote in the Red Sox media, the Red Sox would be doing themselves a disservice if they did not bring Alex Cora back. He's well-loved. He knows how to manage. He didn't even get suspended for something he did in Boston. The day I, I would be very shocked if the day after the World Series is over, which is when his suspension ends, maybe the day after that, Alex Cora is back as managing the Red Sox. Rafael Devers has a big summer in 2021 because they love him. He loves him. The young core gets back to relating to their manager, and the Red Sox in 2021 will be a contender. Not a contender. Sorry. Bad choice of words. They'll be a relevant team again. Pitching, okay. Martin, Martin Perez could probably come back as your fourth starter. You've had some options there. Um, we can break that all down onto the triangle. We don't have to bore the, the, the common folk here without, with our Red Sox talk because no one cares about the Red Sox right now. Um, Alex Cora is the only choice for manager in my eyes. Um, I, the ownership has come out. Sam Kennedy had their press conference, and he said, like, we brought in Bloom to make these decisions. Ownership will have nothing to do with it. Like, he, his, him and his team are going to decide the new manager. Bloom, don't be an idiot. I like you. I do. Don't be an idiot. Bring him home. Alex bring, Cora, bring home. 2021 Red Sox manager. He led this team to the best record in baseball, one of the best records in franchise history, and won you a World Series in 2018. And mind you, I'm pretty convinced. It, you don't win with that any, any manager with that team. It, I know they had a lot of talent. But so did those Tigers teams, and they didn't win anything. The Red Sox, that, basically the same thing as the Tigers, right? When the Tigers and Dombrowski – Really good teams, great starting pitching, ass for a bullpen. Same thing 2018, look what happened. Alex Cora managed, put, took the bullpen out of the equation, let Evaldi pitch in the bullpen, and you won a World Series. Got the most out of Joe Kelly when the time was needed. Got the most out of Rafael Devers that year. Alex Cora is the cut and dry. Only. If you interview Alex Cora, you better give him the job. If you don't want Alex Cora to come back, you do not interview him. That's it. If you really don't think you want Alex Cora, don't bring him back for an interview. Right. And there's only one other name that I would accept to take that Red Sox job. Jason Veritek. Yeah, and I don't think he's ready for it. 
I don't think so either, but it's almost like a David Ross situation in Chicago. Yeah. An old player, someone that's beloved catcher. in the city. Catcher. Catcher. Make Smart baseball mind. Yep. Yep. Catchers great, make great managers. So why not, if you're not going to bring back Cora, because I'm, I'm with you, Jared. I want Cora back, and I think Cora is the most – I don't want to say realistic. Logical to shoot. It's the only logical decision. Like, everyone loved him. There was no reason – except for the suspension, there was no reason to get rid of him. They weren't going to get rid of him if this didn't come out. So right. they hired him for a reason. I know Bloom wasn't here, but, like, I think Bloom has to see that Alex Cora brought, brought a, ton, a ton of value that year. They played him in the division. He was in the division. Like, they know – he knows Alex Cora is a great manager. Again, you don't bring back Cora for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Let Jason Veritek get his first MLB managerial experience. The ideal, the ideal situation for me, they managed to they coach together. Bring Cora yeah, back. Have Veritek, Veritek be a bench, be the coach. bench coach. Right. Done. And you keep me in the organization. It's not as much responsibility. He's still with the team. And then if you don't want to keep Cora forever, Veritek's your next manager. He goes, I don't, I don't think the thing with Veritek is I don't think he wants to manage unless it's the Red Sox. Because he lives in Boston. He's happy in Boston. Like, I don't think he wants to do anything unless it's with the Red Sox. So if you don't give him the manager job, does he want to be a bench coach? I don't know. But I think ideally that's a huge win for the team as a whole. Players benefit from Veritek being around more as the bench coach. I think Vasquez benefits from Veritek being around more as the bench coach because Veritek, Ortiz, those guys, they're in and out, even though they're employees. Like, Veritek being a mainstay as a bench coach, I still think Core is the better option. But as a bench coach, I think Veritek could do a lot with the team. So. There's options. I think Al and I are on the same page. Bring Cora home. Just do it. Haim, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you for trading Mookie Betts, even though you had to. I'm still mad about it. I'll forgive everything if you bring Alex Cora home and we start 2021 on time. Team looks good. Look, rotation could be decent. Pavetta looks something good, right? You know, like they have some options. They got to fix the bullpen. Haim Bloom, give me some bullpen arms and bring out Cora home. And that's, an, that's a successful offseason. And you have the fourth overall pick. Right. So yeah. get some talent, get some pitching. They couldn't lose, right. They couldn't figure out how to lose. So they, they had the first overall pick locked and they just started to win games for some reason. Yeah. So they can't even lose. Right. Um, it's stupid red socks. Um, all right. We'll leave it there. Yep. No quags this week. Jared, Al, don't forget new coach guy store, coach guy, sports It's long sleeve T Al's wearing. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, don't forget to subscribe in, to the YouTube channel. ton of great shows. You got our content there. You got Brown Appear there uh, with BSP's block list. You got the, uh, the two dudes, uh, Fake Balls Fantasy Show, which now goes live on Sundays mornings. Really Legends morning. Lingo is going to be up there. Legend Lingo is coming up. Let's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, guys, YouTube channel is great. A lot of content. If nothing else, subscribe to the Fantasy Show. So on Sundays, you watch them live so you can get help with their lineups. They're great. Um, they might tell you to play Josh Allen. Smart decision. Don't like the guy. Smart decision to play Josh Allen. Rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes, Couch Guys Sports Podcast, everywhere else you watch podcasts and look at podcasts and listen to podcasts. You're not commuting anymore. Who commutes nowadays? But just you're turning us on on your phone, in the couch, whatever it may be. Um, I actually was listening to one of our episodes while putting my daughter to sleep the other night. That's the normal for me. So until next week, Al on that side, there might be some news with this, net, this show too coming soon. I don't even know if Al knows about it, but we'll let Nick tell him that news. Um, Couch Guy Sports Podcast. What episode did we say it was? It's a long 176. Time. Episode number 176. Nick Quack should be back next week. We'll talk to you then. See you, Al. See you, guys.